ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming. Yo, yo, people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. In this episode of Observe My Thoughts, I'm going to bring to you another Q&A style. So you guys, in the last episode of Observe My Thoughts, I did send over a whole bunch of questions that you wanted me to attack. I attacked many of them in the last one, but in this one in particular today, I'm going to attack some more of your questions. So one of them questions, the first one that I'm going to attack is by Stefan Adams. He asked the question, have you noticed any shadow banning on your channel? So as you know, I've been very vocal about this and I've spoke in the past about how this channel has been silent on many occasions. Many podcasts on the audio side of things have been took down. Many of the videos have been censored. Also many posts on my social media have been censored. I also did a live video that was took down. So this has been going on from many different angles. But I will say that one big, there's a famous quote and it says that the revolution will not be televised. I will say that again. It says that the revolution will not be televised. And I definitely feel that so many more people on a mass level are awakening in a question and question things that are going on on the planet. Even if we take, for example, you look at countries, which you guys probably haven't even heard about, heard about because this is not on the mainstream media, but people in India are protesting, people in Brazil are protesting, people all across America are protesting. Even people in France for weeks upon weeks upon weeks have been protesting. People are back out on the streets in France now. But also in the past, we had um, when the when the people in France were on the streets, that went on for so many weeks. I'm not sure on the correct figure. I think it went on for something like 30, 40 weeks. Week upon week, the people were coming out and the media weren't showing it. And this happens all over the place. The mass, the masses amount of people are starting to wake up and question and stand up for what they believe in for, across many different topics, not just what is going on in regards to social dis- distancing on the planet now. But the media will not show that. The media doesn't want to show you. They're not going to show you people rising up against authority and standing up because they know that the only way to 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 keep that on on a sort of to keep it down on the down low, sort of say. Is to not is to not show people around the world that other people are doing it because they know that the human spirit is strong and if all of us were to revoke and rise up, that that would not be a good thing for the systems that they want to hold up and the world that they want to keep. But the good thing is is that that more and more people are obviously awakening to that and awakening to the censorship that is going on. And good things will emerge from this. I've said this in other podcasts. We will eventually just create our own platforms, which is certainly happening now. Even just take take the example of what happened with um, the London Real conversation with David Icke. That w- the people got together and crowdfunded a, um, crowdfunded a live stream so that 
over a million people could tune in and watch that and this is going to happen for many different conversations communities are going to come together and we are going to create systems that support freedom of speech and give people the ability to have conversations that people want to hear we all want to have intelligent conversations and censorship of information is just highlighting to us the power of all of all of us it, re- it really is so that's all i'm going to say on that anyway but like i said the revolution will not be televised it really won't and also on that on that topic as well just to add as well it really is i've I've been noticing this i don't know if you guys have been noticing this but it's actually a lot harder to find information on alternative topics now because what i've noticed is in the past when i when i a few years ago when i was researching more into certain topics whether you're looking into ancient cultures esoteric beliefs alternative history conspiracies alternative information on vaccines or health whatever topic you're looking into in the past i will say that it was a lot easier to find that information but actually now what i'm finding is when you look into certain search engines especially google and many others is that it's a lot harder and that information has actually been a lot has been hidden a lot more and it takes it takes a few more a lot more time now to actually uncover alternative pieces of information you really have to have to know what you're looking for so that is why over the next couple of weeks on the uh, over the next in the future on this podcast sorry i'm really going to highlight some of the things in my life that have played a huge beneficial thing across my journey from many different topics and in this podcast in particular as well one of the questions from the community was what are some people who have influenced you influenced your thinking and influenced your mind so in the future i'm going to try and bring do conversations with them i'm going to bring that information to you i'm going to touch on it and mention resources and things along this along these observe my thoughts that i am looking into so you can also follow along and empower yourself because that is what it's all about empowering yourself but information is a lot harder to find now you really do have to take your time to and take your time and do your deal diligence to find alternative pieces of information but it, it is it is still there it is but it is slowly starting to to disappear but knowledge knowledge can never be never be suppressed um because really knowledge isn't from technology knowledge is from the people and people are the ones who really have the knowledge so it will they will they'll never be able to censor all information they really won't so this is another question this is by the youtube name was just says rm this is a bit of a conspiratorial question but like i'm willing to on these episodes observe my thoughts like i said no i'll attack any single question no topic is off guard is off topic sorry so rm said the bilderberg group be interesting to see your thoughts on them so a lot of people don't really understand what the bilderberg group is i'm not going to really fully break it down and go into it but what i will do is is that basically speak about the overarching theme of the bilderberg group so basically the bilderberg group is in the in the sort of the conspiracy areas of things people speak about how it's a, a a certain elite group of people of all the sort of the richest people in the world who bankers um who own the big petrol companies oil companies who own all the biggest companies in the world and every single year they all come together and they speak about um world topics and stuff and this is highly documented many people have exposed this when these um sort of high government officials and people with power in the world all come together 
So what I will say is that regardless of regardless of that topic itself, which I do know a little bit about, I want to speak in general about we all know that if you were to control the planet, we know that it's not we know that presidents don't really pull the strings. They are, these are the front men. It's we we know it's it's not um people in parliament. We know that behind that there is sort of there is hidden there is people working in the shadows who are pulling the strings because presidents and people in parliament always come and go for all out history. And if you, it, 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 there's a great saying, it says that if you follow the money, you will find who where the power is. And you can do that your own self. You know, you can do a little bit of research on the internet and start following the money, and it will take you to where to the people who are pulling the strings and who are sort of trying to be the dictators of this reality. But we all know, guys, that there is a sort of a hidden hand and people operating in the shadows and sort of they have been controlling and manipulating our whole lives from health, from our history, from our true nature. And they're doing it now, just like in the previous conversation I spoke about before of censorship of information, because they understand that if people do have empowerment of, of their own selves and know who they are, and that is, sometimes, that is very much information is a huge part of that, that we can step into our true power and from that position, maybe the people won't do what they say, and not and not as easy easy as controllable as they want want you to be. So regardless of you can call them whatever you want, we all know that there is powerful people in this world who are dictate who are trying to dictate our reality. You can research you can do research into that um, from many different angles. There's many great minds in the past who have exposed um, the hidden mind. You can look into guys like um, Rick Clear was one of them who spoke about the hidden hand. Um, some names are not coming to my mind now. Sanchez Bonacci talks about that. Um, who else? Obviously, Al Alex Jones as well. He's a bit more conspiratorial, but Alex Jones has spoke about that. Even com comedians like George Carlin. There's many minds anyway who have exposed the the hidden hand of the world um, of what is really going on. So you you can do your research into that, guys. But it's clear to see that we all know that there is some shady shit going on for sure. <laughs> So the next question, someone actually asked a question about David Icke. So the David Icke conversation that I did a while ago, someone said, great conversation. So this was actually, actually haven't got the guy's name down for some reason on this, but the, the guy's name's not on this, um, but it's a guy who actually watches the podcast quite a lot. I'm sorry about that. I've, I've, so for some reason, I've took the name off, but the, he actually asked a question, amazing podcast. He says, I'll flash it across the screen for people on YouTube, his name. He says, David Icke, conversation that you did was really amazing. Great conversation. What insights did you learn from that podcast? So what I will actually say about this, about the David Icke conversation, because a lot has happened in the in the public eye over the last couple of weeks, especially with David Icke. As you know, his channel's been took down. His Facebook page is being took down as well. And what I will say is that with David Icke, there's, there's a lot of people on two sides of the coin with David Icke. Some people love him, some people hate him. But what I will say about him, if you really do listen to the core of his message, I know that he does highlight sort of, it, it does come across is that it's quite fearful of what he's saying, you know, that he's putting, he's, he's, he's highlighting sort of a, a fearful aspect of society. But it's clear to say that some of the things, the fearful aspect that he is hiding, that he is sort of talking about, sorry, in society, is definitely 
it's definitely there to see. You know, if you do your own research, you will find the things that he's talking about. But regardless of that, his deeper message really is a message of love. You know, it's a, it's a message of empowerment. And what I find, what I found a lot lately, especially with all the things that's going on, is that there seems to be a lot of sort of small arguments going on about sort of the the minute details. But really, if we get to the the crisp of what we're arguing about, we're really arguing over the things that we all want to have. You know, we all want to have a more flourishing society. We all want to have a, a healthy. We all want to live healthier lives. We want to ha- live on a healthy planet. But to get to that, there is a lot of sort of really small arguments over very small things. And I think a lot of times our own preconceived biases and our own egos can get in the way of that. But really deep down, everyone is really coming from a place of love. So I know at times in certain conversations when people do put information across, like especially like David Icke, it does make people sort of take a step back and, and disagree with it. But what I'm trying to say is, is, is if, if we can in life try and put aside um, our own beliefs and our own perceptions of how we feel about certain people and actually just try and listen to the message and what they're saying, and that goes for every every single person you come across in your life, I think you will, when you really think about it deep enough, and this, is, this goes for the 99.9% of people in the world, you will see that their message is coming from a place of love and it is just trying to basically help help people and I, I really do feel that's that's what's going on anyway so this is a really interesting question this was actually from the community itself this was a question that was asked by at least five or six people so i'll not put the names on the screen or mention the names but people were asking about any interest in minds that you have come across so like i mentioned in the earlier point how how information is a lot harder to find now and throughout my journey I've come across so many great minds and I'll not be able to mention them all now but if you want to take some notes now I will mention a few names off the top of my head and I'll try and just rattle off as many as I can. So I will first mention and some of these names that I might mention you might already come across you might not like them that's absolutely fine discard the ones that you don't want to, you don't feel aligned to but I will just be honest and I'll mention all the different names that I've come across throughout my journey that have helped me and I've took pieces of information from everyone. Like I said, whether you agree with everything they say, everyone always, every everyone that you do come across does have pieces of information that are really vital, important and add and mould your consciousness in a good way. So the first one that I'm going to say is, so ancient history has been a big one for me. So Graham Hancock is definitely one of them names. He's exposed a lot of information on alternative history. Michael Cremor goes into that category as well. Robert Beveld goes into that. Robert Schock. Also Carl Kalaman as well. Um, Michael Tellinger comes under that umbrella as well, even though he talks about many different things, about, about sort of how we build a new society. In terms of philosophy, Alan Watts is a great name. Terence McKenna is a great name who talks about psychedelics and philosophy. Also, a new guy I've come across is called Eric Goddard, who talks about sort of the philosophy from a sort of a nature reality perspective. Also, um, in terms of building a new world, Charles Einstein is a great mind. He's wrote many different books on how we can create a new world in the future. And also, like I said, Michael Tellinger comes under that 
place as well. In terms of comedians, Bill Hicks, because comedy is always good to, to look into your mind. Bill Hicks, who was a comedian. Also George Carlin, who was a comedian, who talks about really interesting stuff and but puts it in the style of um of comedy. Other minds, Sanchez Bonacci, he is a very interesting guy who talks about a lot of alternative different perspectives about many about the money system and how our realities have been dictated to us. Also, another interesting mind who I come across was Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a great mind if you want to research in alternative health and how we are a lot more powerful than we've led to believe. Wim Hof is always good. Idol Portal is an interesting mind when it comes to philosophy of the human body and how we can move our bodies better, but not only our bodies, how that relates to how we how we can move our minds better in our lives. I'm trying to think of some others. There's so many that's influenced me. Even guys like I find the the work on um on on UFOs, like that Eric Van Daniken has done. I think he's really interesting mind in terms of of the, of the universe. Um, trying to think of some others. Um, some others aren't really coming to mind now, but that's I think that's enough for now. But there is some there is some some names there that definitely packs packs some punches. I think in another one I'll I'll mention a few more. But even if you just spend half an hour going down a rabbit hole looking at them few names that I'll give you, your mind will be absolutely blown. But like I said in the up and coming, uh, observe my thoughts. I want to actually sort of try and get some more of these guys on in the future. Because as you know, one of my plans is to start traveling a bit more and doing more podcasts. So I'm going to try and, if I can, bring some of these interesting minds that I have have come across on my journey and really dive into topics that I haven't even had a chance to get into yet because I kind of get access to these guests with the in-person element. So this is another question. This is a question by someone called Typical Skeptic. Great name as well, by the way. Great YouTube name. But he says, I wonder where are we ascending to? My guess, well, this could be a girl or a boy. I'm not too sure. The girl or boy said, he or she said, I wonder where we are ascending to. My guess would be closer to God. From my experience, that's why we reincarnate. For each experience to get out, our souls and consciousness need to go closer to God. Am I wrong? So, so I'll I'll tack the first question: Where are we ascending to? This is a really interesting question. This is another million dollar question, and I will try and attack it. Where are we ascending to? Who knows where we're ascending to? We definitely seem to be ascending to somewhere. This is a question that many mystics have tried to attack for for many years. But I I do feel that. There is something deep within us all that is calling us to become more aligned to 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 source or to something bigger than ourselves, if you want to call it that. I think that's what the spiritual awakening does. You have these moments and these glimpses where you do get a sense that some, there's something deep within us all that is big, maybe is is bigger than all of us, and or maybe is just us at its heart, really. And we, but there is times where. There is theories that I've come across, and I, I do align to them that that maybe we are just we are all just consciousness expressing itself, living the lives of me, Dan Harrison, doing a podcast. You living the life of you behind the camera now, or, or listen to this as you walk around in your daily life. 
But fundamentally, we are part of something larger and we are all connected. And I've had glimpses, big glimpses of this, especially when I have took psychedelics or I've had other altered states of consciousness or other experiences in my waking reality where I've experienced this larger connectivity amongst all the people and that we are not as separate as we think. So maybe we are just consciousness expressing ourselves and maybe we do come into the human live that live out these human forms and these human lives to to learn and experience like sometimes the i think how the universe isn't just a universe it's a university and i feel like that we're constantly learning and growing and i have a theory that maybe we do put ourselves in in human form and we live out all the different lives and we continue to keep playing this game on ourselves where we remember, then we forget. We remember, then we forget. Because if we were gods and we could live out any lives we wanted to, I think if we were sort of, if there was quote-unquote heaven where we go and everything's perfect, maybe that would get boring. And maybe that we eventually would have to put ourselves in something, like I mentioned in the last observing my thoughts, where we don't know what's going to come around the corner and we don't know what's going to happen. So we, we play out these lives that we're living now where sometimes we have to work in a 9 to 5 job that we hate or something and um, sort of sort of forget that we what we are gods and then remember that we are the gods and uh, I'll just read that question again just to make sure I answered it all says my guess would be that we're getting closer to god well maybe we are getting closer to god because i feel sometimes in my journey the more that i do the work i'm more that i realize that we, i am actually the god i think in life the whole this whole world has been fabricated for ourselves to look outside of ourselves religion is a massive um, hindrance of that it constantly makes so many people look outside themselves like the answers are outside of you but the more on this path and this journey that you do do the work and you do have these profound experiences of awareness, you realize that you are actually the God and you are the dictator of your reality and, the, and, and you are the dictator of the perception that you see. And the more that you understand that, and that's not from an ego perspective, saying like that you are the, you are the God and you, you want to rule over people because that is not what a God, God, a real God would do. A real God wants to actually, and that's maybe why a real God would put itself in, the, in a game because a real God wants to stand beside the people, not in front of the people. And um, like I said, maybe that's what we are. We are the we are this the gods getting to know ourselves. I, I really I really do feel that. And like I said, that's not in an ego way. That's just in a that's just creating a divine balance within the universe. That there wouldn't be just one God. There would be many gods, and these gods would play out game a game where they didn't even know they were gods. And that's what I definitely feel, anyway. So maybe, like I said, maybe we are all getting closer to God, anyway, in our own lives. The more we get to know ourselves, the more we wake into our true nature. We um, realize that we are all the gods. And is this is is Earth only the one place that we come to explore? Maybe there's multiple Earths. Maybe there's thousands of Earths. Scientists now talk about how there's parallel universes. And there's also parallel versions of ourselves as well, doing doing different choices. And as we chose this choice, a different parallel version of ourselves split off here and did another choice. This place, as you know, guys, is it's fucking crazy to say the least. And you just you've just got to pinch yourselves at times and just and like I said, maybe we don't. Maybe we maybe the reason why we don't get to know this fully information is because if that veil was lifted. Maybe it would be too hard to comprehend for our minds. Because I have had moments in my life where that veil has been lifted. And at times it, 
it can be too it can be too much. So there's there's a point where we I think we do have to maybe that we have to have this veil maybe until we are ready to go through it. But then, like I said, maybe when we do go through the veil, it gets to a point where the once we're through the veil, we come back through the veil and start again. <laughs> who who knows? Good question though. So this is a question by Cameron. I cannot say that second name. Cameron Castachutia, I think it is. But he says, "Do you have any insight on the difference between what our brain tells us and what we see through its interpretation?" and the true nature of, of tangible reality outside of our perception. So I'll read that again. Do you have any insight on the difference between what our brain tells tells us we see, see through its interpretation and the true nature of tangible reality outside of our perception? So that is a big question. So I think when we all look at the world now, I think we can all see that our entire lives we are constantly being bombarded with via many different forms of information. And I'm not just saying that from a bad point of view, I mean also from a good point of view. Everything in the universe is comprised of information and we're, and our filters and our body are constantly being hit with that. And when we do look at the world, it, we need to realise that, that every single person in this world has had a, lived out a different experience and also lived out with different lives lives and that's why I think many times we do have different opinions on many different topics is because we have to understand and realize that the information that we that that is is coming from our body and coming from our filters really does affect people's views on the world so it's really hard to make someone see the way that you see because you have to understand that everyone has lived out a different life and and their information that comes into their body is being slightly a little bit different to you even though we are the same the information and the conditions and their environment that they have been exposed to has affected their perception a little bit weird so that's how we kind of expect anyone to see the world the same as we do we should never do that that's what makes the world beautiful that we have all exposed our sort of our sort of bodies and our minds to different ways of seeing the world and I'm just going to read that question again because I went a bit tangent there. Brain tells we see from nature. And I will say, just to add to that as well, is it's clear to see that, like I mentioned in the previous point, that that there seems to be when you do alter our consciousness, there do seems to be this does seem to be a, um, a veil between us in the real in the sort of the external reality that is around us. Like I said before, I think there is a, is a reason for that. But it's clear to see that when we do alter our states of consciousness, we do sort of step into and realise that this world that we live into is on one sort of band of frequency. And many scientists talk about that, how this place that we live in now is sort of on Earth frequency. But alongside of that, if you tune the radio a slight little bit more, there is other alternative realities that are going alongside of us. Even if you look, for example, it's even animal, the animal kingdom, we know that certain animals can sense certain frequencies and colors and perspectives that we can't see and pick up on things there's also even other other human beings who have their frequencies are a little bit different and they can pick up on things that we don't see i feel that science in the future is going to catch up to that and we are going to get a, a, a better general perspective and maybe our own senses are going to change um this is something I want to talk about in the future, but maybe our own general senses are going to change and evolve and maybe we are going to be able to step into them 
different frequencies and have the ability to to transcend them i know spiritual masters in the past spoke about how they had the ability to maneuver between different worlds and i think i think in the future that i think we all might have a greater ability to to access um this greater sense of reality a lot more what is around us more and more and i think that can be also done on our own in, on your own in, in a personal level by doing more and more work and just heightening your awareness and from heightening your awareness around the greater world that we live in and how there is more to this place and it is more mysterious i think that can invoke something within yourself to to sense and see a greater perception so like so like that question says yes there is many different there is many different sort of there is a greater we all we do know that there that outside of sort of tangible tangible reality is as he said that there is something outside of our general perception i think we can all get a sense and pick up on that and maybe in the future like i said that will prevail a lot more and that information will come more forward so the next question that i want to ask uh, is by angela sinner this is a really interesting question she said have you come across she said have you come across any breathitarians in your travels and what's your view on breathitarianism so i actually have come across it at not not on a personal level i haven't come across anyone who who's been a breathitarian so if anyone doesn't know what a breathitarian is it's basically people who say that they can um they don't eat any food and they don't drink any water and they basically sort of live off just air and sunlight and I'm like I said I've never personally come across anyone I have look, come across a documentary online before where supposedly this guy in India had this ability to do it and what was really interesting about this documentary is whether it's real or not I mean I'll try and attack this from two angles the the, the documentary that I watched on it was speaking about how and they actually did scientific studies on this guy from India and they put him in a controlled environment and world so they could actually they could, sorry doing a controlled experiment on him so they could actually see they could actually see um if he was consuming food or not and well, i can't remember exactly how long the study was but if you type in ex- a breathitarian indian guy experiment on youtube i'm sure you'll find it or google unless it's been hid away uh, but basically this guy was in a controlled environment the scientists were doing had sort of doing studies on him and they come to the conclusion these scientists that actually what this guy was doing is that because he was conditioning his whole body away from food and away from water that he actually generated sort of some sort of like like so in the in in nature how trees have create photosynthesis and what trees do is that they they generate the energy from the sun and through the through a tree's system what happens is, is that the tree saps like an like a sort of creates its own food source and they believe that this guy actually in the top of his throat had actually conditioned his body and mind so much that he could actually generate um energy from the sun and in his top of his tongue was actually seeping through a liquid that was actually feeding his system who knows if that's true it's really interesting just to talk about as a, as i say i'm willing to talk about anything and there's also another theory as well which i've heard and i've spoken to many people on this podcast who were, who they've said they've come across sort of yogi yoga masters or meditation masters who go into these sort of complete deep states of trance for for many months upon time 
where they obviously don't eat food, they don't drink water. But there is a lot of esoteric knowledge talking about how, like, talking about how in the past, as a civilization, we did used to live a lot longer than we've been led to believe. Like, people used to live 500, 600 years old. And there is many different scriptures within, even in the Mayan culture, in the Egyptian cultures, talking about how the pharaohs or the gods did live a lot longer. And who knows what happens when maybe we do... This is just a theory that I've come across and I've heard, is that when we get to a certain point in our own spiritual development, that there is sort of this thing that happens where your body becomes a lot lighter, you know, and your energetic state develops in a way where you may not longer require food like we do in the physical because once you step through the veil beyond the physical and you understand that you maybe aren't a physical being, that we are sort of um, a spiritual being just having a human experience, and if we are spiritual beings just having a human experience, maybe in the future and maybe in the past because people didn't live longer, maybe we didn't require as much substance and we didn't require as much food and we weren't completely dependent on the physical body. Who knows, that's just something I've read anyway. I certainly am not a breatharian. I, I like me food, that's, that's for sure. I'm sure you guys like your food as well. But it's interesting to think about anyway. There's a lot, like I said, there's, the more that you look back in history, the, the, it's all it's all being laid out, it's all there. I mean, we have vast amount of civilizations talking about how there were, were people in the past who lived a lot longer. And as you know, civilization likes to paint this this great picture that we are in this best period and that we well, then, then civilization is in the best point that it's ever been in history. And the more that you do your research and look back, you actually realize how much of a bullshit that is and it's and it's not it's not how it is. But I don't know, guys, do your own research into Breffetarian, make up what you think, make up your own mind. But it is it is all interesting anyway, and I love just to talk about it. So next question is by... This is a YouTube, another YouTube name. It says Define Thoughts. His YouTube name handle is... But he says, what's your methodology what methodology has brought you the most success in accessing and influencing your own subconscious mind so this is really interesting because i'd say that many things have have allowed me to access my subconscious mind i think there's probably always things that we don't understand about our subconscious mind and things that things that we don't see because i think in our lives we tend maybe we, we don't understand how much just like the initial question before that guy, the guy asked about um our mind's interpretation of reality. I definitely, we're probably, like I said, there's probably things that we don't understand that how our subconscious minds have been affected. I mean, we've been molded through all our school, been molded through all our um, university, been molded throughout our lives now through the world in which the world tells us how to live our lives, like the media and stuff. So like I said, it is hard to access them deeper levels of, of the subconscious especially as well even our parents our traumas and stuff like that it, it's there is a lot to really understand who is who is really the self versus what we've been what the interpretation of the world has given us and to get to them deeper levels of the subconscious but for me i think it's been a communication of many different things the more that you look in alternative topics the more something invokes within yourself because i do feel that regardless whether the information is outside of ourselves which there is information outside of ourselves but there is also information ready to be activated and locked with inside of ourselves and I feel the more that you look into certain topics you will start relying with the deeper truth of who you truly are and you will be able to operate 
um, more from a place of of your true essence instead of being sort of instead of just your conscious mind access the more of the subconscious mind sort of say but i would say there is some practices you can do to access them deeper levels of the subconscious mind one of them that's come to my mind now is is dreaming i think your dreams can teach you a lot about your subconscious mind and how how your mind works and things and it really does highlight and show you things that you need to work on or things that you need to improve so dreaming is a great way to access that subconscious mind also my experience with psychedelics has really allowed me to access the subconscious mind but also meditation just sitting with yourself is a great way to to allow the the, the deeper deeper the deeper side of your thoughts come, come emerge through your body and you can witness them float tanks is a great way as well because if you guys haven't done a float tank sensory deprivation tank is basically where you lie on sort of i think it's like 100 pounds of epsom salt and you float on top of the water it's a great experience and that really allows you to to find stillness in from your body which also finds stillness in your mind and you can access deeper levels of your subconscious mind trying to think of some other ones um so i said psychedelics i said lucid dreaming i said a float tank meditation is always good another interesting one for me actually this might be a bit different and maybe you haven't experienced this but this one that works for me to access the subconscious mind is i find when i do yoga so when i take my body into these very deep states of yoga stretches and i hold these yoga poses for a long period of time I really do find a lot of things within my subconscious really do start to emerge and sometimes I even have a notepad when I do yoga and there'll be times where I'm in a, in a stretch and I'll just something will just I'll be focusing so much on the on the stretch within the in the breath of the body that something will come up emerge from my subconscious mind and bring my attention to it because I do think there is sort of a self mechanism that's in us all that is trying to that is screaming and trying to align you to to your true sense or try to bring balance in your life I think we just have to realize either we have to try and take a pause in our lives and actually listen to it because it is always there so like i said there's many different ways to sort of access in the subconscious mind meditation breathing lucid dreaming movement of the body you just have to find whatever works for you but there is many different there's many different roads to roam that's for sure so this is another question by someone called stefan adams and also other people ask this question as well it says what is the purpose of meditation how does meditation increase your awareness how do you meditate and do you have any techniques you would like to share so for me i don't think there is one purpose of meditation i think there is many different purposes of meditation and you can also say that sometimes that people say that meditation is only one thing and meditation is only sitting still when some people define meditation is is doing something they love for example like artwork can be a form of meditation doing creating art or even going for a run can be a form of meditation or even training your body doing yoga for me one of my forms of my meditation is going out on my downhill mountain bike and you can't think about anything else you're completely absorbed in the moment and if you're not you'll fall off your bike and hurt yourself which i have many times so that is like a sort of a form of meditation but even just the sense of a general practice of you sitting with yourself and trying to sort of sit with your own mind and your own thoughts and analyze what comes up throughout your own body and your bio- biology i would say that um 
the purpose of that for me has changed over years and I think it might change for you. Over the, a few years ago, I didn't really understand the true nature of what meditation was for me in my life. In the past, I used to just do it and just I felt good afterwards of just bringing my thoughts up in my mind. But now my meditation for me is very different since I went through different levels within my own self. For me, my meditation now is I sort of know where I'm going. I've had so many experiences within myself. I know where I need to go and, and the states that I need to get to within my side of myself. And for me, when I have my meditation now, it sort of feels like I'm going home, sort of say. I'm connecting to that greater source. And one technique I do to 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 find that is, is first of all, you've got to make the space in your life to do it. Just sit with yourself, sit with your practice. And second of all, one technique that I do is, is I focus on gratitude. So I find things within my life that I really do love. And it's not something that you can trick to the self. You've got to really fully... Like you can't trick. Like there's a famous quote where it says that you can you can trick other and fool other people around you, but you can never trick the self. And I really feel that. So through my meditation, I really do try to go to a place in my mind where I do have great love and great gratitude. And I do think within meditation, for me, what I found through my own experience is that love is the key within inside yourself. And if you do go to that place within yourself where you do fully feel and embody the sense of love and gratitude for whatever that may be. I think you might have some really interesting experiences. There's loads of great, uh, there's there's loads of different forms of meditation, as you know. But for me, it's literally just a simple act of actually just showing up and just closing your eyes, whether that's sitting or lying on your back, and just literally allowing that experience itself to take you where it wants to take you, and surrendering to. Surrendering to the thoughts that come up in your mind. The thoughts are not you. You're not your thoughts. Try to to not to try to go to a place within yourself that isn't that isn't dependent or reliant upon anyone else. And just just sit with yourself or lie or, or lie down and just allow the experience itself to take you where you wants to go. I remember this famous quote where where someone asked Wim Hof when he was doing his cold water submersion and he said where do you put your mind and he said he went nowhere he went don't put your mind anywhere um because i feel sometimes that the practices that we do if we just allow them and surrender to to whatever we're doing at the time will automatically if you surrender to it will take you where you need to go anywhere so that's what i feel that's what i feel anyway So I think that's all I'm going to touch on anyway from now. I hope you liked that episode, Observing My Thoughts. If you have any questions that you would like to see me attack in the future on this, like I said, I'm willing to talk, to talk about anything, any different topic. Up and coming on this podcast in the next few weeks, as you know with this crazy lockdown that's going on, I have got some in-person conversations that are lined up and I will be speaking to many interested minds. But I do feel that there are some important topics while this is going on that need to be addressed and some of these guests that I can't access to. So over the next couple of weeks, I am planning on doing some over sort of some online online conversations, but that will give me access to some guests that in the meantime, I can't access some really big guests and big topics in my opinion. So keep an eye out for that in the next few weeks. I also have some still have some in-person conversations that I haven't put out yet. 
But I do want to focus on what is going on now in the world. I do feel that a huge push is needed within the human mind and the human consciousness. And a lot of things and topics aren't do need to be sort of brought brought attention now. And how, as a civilization, I feel that what is going on, the reason what's going on from a spiritual level, but also from a physical level, how can we actually realize the things that are going on, that that are the bullshit that is going on now, but use that to propel us into a greater civilization. So there's a lot of conversations that's going to be coming up soon. I've got a podcast just after this one that I'm doing now, and that'll be out straight after this as well. So I've got some good conversations coming up anyway. So I love you all. If you can, check out the one-off donation or the Patreon page. Helps me to keep doing what I'm doing. So anyway, wherever you are in the world, keep seeking. Boom, boom, boom. War gives value to life by showing it can be taken away. And in a perverted way, those who wage war delude themselves into thinking they create life, or at least make it meaningful. Thus, using that as a basis for grandiose notions of supremacy, falsely giving themselves the title of masters of the universe and gatekeepers of morality. Peace trials and living power, pleasure over pain. Geiger counters, check amounts of radiation in the rain. Buy a chemical nuke, gas mask and rubber boot. Inhale your last gas without a hazmat suit. Terrible, unbearable, miracle of the modern scientific. Arms race, chase for the horrific. Manhattan project, man canceling concept. Catastrophic bomb, a fabric shattering context. A little boy falling from a metal bird Followed by a fat man who left behind a level earth Imbalanced challenge to survival of the whole piece Half seek to staff the whole planet with their own peeps A zone beeps a contaminated contents Atomically activated, saturated beyond its limits To live within its boundaries with conscience The cancer cells are not totally unresponsive in the future's shot there when everything's sorry I don't feel like there's anything for me Avenues, third wards, and southern latitudes Mutually assured that it all happens to International violence leaves us black and blue Blast us back into the past if attack ensues A pack approved tactic fully practiced On the evil of the axis back in World War II The melted lunchbox of a disintegrated girl Dogs on fighter, mosquitoes, flies, and squirrels Men, women, and children have their bones cooked to ash And their shadows burned into the ground from the flash And if they didn't pass, what's the future he you say you need a job, but they won't give it to you In the era where they said the greatest evil was that white man from the right land But this was coming from the same people who thought that Jim Crow was all I hate then Same thing that kept Colonel Tibbetts on his flight plan the future's shot there when everything's sorry I don't feel like there's anything for me I hope they put this out This future's shot there when everything's sorry Nuclear stockpiles, America's second largest The world's most destructive and the world's most heartless Under the auspices that war will be rendered harmless And everlasting peace would be in reach if we just bomb shit Technologically fanatic, racist, socio-economic foe Intellectual fucking nonsense Dripping with political interludes Typical of a system stock raving mad and operating unconscious 
Now how do we proceed? Knowing due to man's fatalism, it probably will never leave a disease. Trying to cure its own symptoms with disease. Creating an epidemic just to see if it can be. Genuine mistrust of everything but us. Based on artificial evidence, but mostly racist at the crux. Let's play, they throw them all out. And I hope I don't see it through the fog. You feel the vision in the fallout. In the shot there when everything's sorry. I don't feel like there's anything for me. I hope they put this out. Cause in the future shot there when everything's sorry. I don't feel like there's anything for me. I hope they figure out. This atomic misphilosophy. 